0: On today's episode of OctalFM, Jalada and I discuss blockchain technology, what it is, how it works, and the associated uses for it in things like cryptocurrencies and NFTs. And of course, plenty of spicy OctalFM hot takes as always. Hello and welcome to the episode of Optal FM. I'm Saffron. And I'm Gerardo. And today we are talking about something which I admittedly don't know as much about as probably I should do, mm. or probably need to given the current trajectory in which this technology is going. Mm. And that it seems to be well. quite ubiquitous within internet life as a whole, <laughs> by the sounds of it all. Yeah. Um, and that is we're talking about blockchain technology. Mm. And... As a general overview of that style yeah. of uh, coding and usage on the internet and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about some of the things that he's probably most well known for in general. So things like, for example, like cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. things like NFTs. But we're also going to be talking about like other uses of the the technology but yep. also like what it is how yep. it works and what some of the upsides and downsides are to it mm. yeah
1: and i think like like you said we're going to take a look at this from a like high level point of view i will like put my biases out early like i had you know treat all of this with a lot of skepticism mm. as a as a d- software engineer and a technologist if you want if you like I don't have any vested interest in any of these things, apart from one, which is that I have a service called Handshake, um, which we will talk about at some point. Uh, And I do own, in inverted commas, like a small amount of their weird token, because they had this thing where they were giving it out to developers for free. Um, So that is my only thing that I... And actually, I own a really, really small amount of Bitcoin. Very, very, like (laughs) like a very tiny amount. I used to own a lot more... uh, but when it was not worth anything, uh, because I accepted donations on Twitterfall for it, uh, and back then people donated me what would now be absurd sums of money for Twitterfall, <laughs> and I once uh, paid a friend back, who I won't name because then you know that you know you know that they own some Bitcoin for a sandwich. With oh, Bitcoin. No. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, they now only lunch quite a lot. Um, yeah, I big lunch is for life probably. Yeah, because right? that three pounds is now worth a few thousand.
0: Oh, damn it. Well, I, d- I do want to talk about that. And I do want to talk about sort of how on earth that's gotten to the, that level of inflation, mm. etc. But before we get to that, I yeah. do want to talk about what the underpinning technology of yeah. the blockchain is specifically. Yeah. How it works and... Like what's special about it versus sort of a like normal like way of storing information and sort of trading information mm. online?
1: Yeah, so there's sort of there's a couple of parts to it. So when we think about a blockchain, like what
0: what the hell is a blockchain when pe- and it's, when, it's one of know, those sort of like I can imagine this in a sci-fi movie where they just say it because it needs to sound like <laughs> yeah. something vaguely realistic, but also a hand wavy MacGuffin yeah. thing, right? And the key thing about a blockchain, it is
1: a chain. Of blocks of data, Ooh, right? Really, and the the key <laughs> thing about it is that each block of data contains inside it, and we will talk. There's a lot of maths involved here. It contains inside it a proof of the previous block in the chain. And so, what I mean by a proof is there are there's a certain sort of type of um, algorithm that you can th- that exists where you can take a chunk of data of any size right big or small and you can compute a small like string of letters and numbers that uniquely refer to that large piece of data mm. right and this can be difficult to wrap your head around but there are every single like uh, uh, to give you an example of where this is commonly used right it's commonly used for file for illegal file sharing right so your film you know films that you hypothetically download off the internet will have you will have heard of like them having like hashes they have like a hash associated with them or when you've downloaded a file you might have seen something that says this is the hash of the file um hashes are like a, a mathematical function that take a set of you know a value and turn it into a smaller value where the size of that value isn't dependent on the thing that it was hashed, right? Yeah. And you can't go back the other way. It's like a one-way trip, right? So you can't go from the hash
0: back to the the piece of the big piece of data, right? No. Um, and they are. Completely, but you could then take that information, I'm guessing, and that would identify that piece of data, right. right?
1: So now you can you can basically if you if you take that hash and you take that data and you say to someone hey this is this is the data and this is the hash of the data they can do the same computation to get the same number again
0: right to confirm that you're telling to
1: the truth to confirm that you're telling the truth so a blockchain effectively is where you have a whole bundle of data and then you take you start to make another block of data and in that block of data you include a hash of the previous block Right. And then you keep doing this forever. Right. And you keep adding new blocks and each block refer has a proof of the previous block. What that means, if you think about it, is that they're all joined together. Right. Because now if you try and change one, you will change the, rest of
0: them don't the hash.
1: Right. Yeah. And that means that the next one will now be invalid. And because that one's now invalid, the next one's invalid and so on mm. and so forth. Right. Because they're all actually depend because Depends of that magical other, yeah. property of hashes, which is where, you know, Even if you change a very small thing, it completely changes the hash, Yeah, which is it blows you. It can blow your mind, but I promise you it's a real thing. Um, Like that's all that's effectively what a blockchain is. It is a way of having this chain of data where it is very difficult to change anything inside it, like once it is.
0: There, right, and and Uh, but it's also a way of everybody verifying it themselves independently if they want to, right? Because because you don't need to know a particular say password to be able to run the data to know that that is what it says it is right exactly
1: because you can look at that chain and you can go okay well i'm going to check has anyone modified this data and all you need to do is actually you just need to check that the most you know the most recent ones are valid and then you kind of approving that the rest are all you know because like, they have to like, be without otherwise it wouldn't work all, to yeah. get with them at all. um so that is what a blockchain is it's not a particularly new thing it, it's been around for quite a while it lends itself well to decentralization and we've talked about mm-hmm. decentralization before in terms of communication but blockchains lend itself lend themselves to decentralization because of the fact that they are like provably a certain thing so you don't have to yeah. trust someone as you said you don't have to trust a like central authority you can take the whole blockchain yourself and like look at it and verify everything and be like cool yeah, yeah this is correct like this is exactly nothing's you, changed
0: you wouldn't need to do that you wouldn't have every no. single individual person going oh i don't trust you i'm going to run it myself because mm. because it's perpetually open for everyone to see at all times there's no need to worry about people lying yeah. because they can't lie so it's almost like a It's almost sort of like a deterrent in a way because you can't break, you can't lie because if you lie, it wouldn't work in the first place.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that is a blockchain,
1: and there are centralized blockchains as well as decentralized ones. We're not going to get into that. Um, but the biggest use that everyone really knows about blockchains, right, is Bitcoin. Right, Mm -hmm. is 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 cryptocurrency, and specifically Bitcoin. And Bitcoin, again, has been around for quite a long time. Um, made by a mysterious person that no one knows the identity of, and this person man or woman, published a paper explaining this particular protocol, explaining this um, technology. And when I say technology, it's really protocol. What I mean is like it's a a technical document that describes how things that use Bitcoin should operate with each other, right? Yeah. The messages they should send to each other, how they work, how they will deal with the data, what they will do, yeah.
0: won't do, and all of these kinds of things. And so, so let me... Um let me give you sort of what I think the cryptocurrency as a whole is. Mm. And then you can sort of tell me how wrong I okay. am and where I'm sort of like, maybe I'm missing some information okay. or I've sort of been misled in some areas. Yeah. So the way I uh, the way I imagine it is that it's effectively saying that you have something. So, for example, I'm going to say I have one Bitcoin in this instance. I know there's lots of types of cryptocurrency, but mm-hmm. let's just use this one as the main example. I, I believe it was the first one, at least as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one coin, right? One. Mm. I, I have an a, an, a indeterminate amount of money or at least of this currency i should say rather of this one coin and to prove that i have that the blockchain is used to say i have this thing you can check i have this thing by going back following the blocks back like we've already discussed previously to prove that that is the case Mm. and then i can then for example change the ownership of that by simply say sending my hash to someone else making another one out of that along the chain and then that person then has that coin rather than me yeah pretty much you're pretty much right like what it's doing is
1: bitcoin uses a blockchain that idea that that idea of those blocks of data in a chain as a ledger as a description of what you do of of transactions right so the each block in the chain has a set of transactions in it and then because it's a blockchain you can't tamper with those transactions right and it means that all the transactions are verifiable and provable. Like you said, like someone can go and look and be like, yep, yeah, I can confirm. I can trace your one coin all the way back to where it started and see where it is now um, or see that you own it. And I want to talk a little bit just for a second because I think it's quite interesting about uh, how that like sending, how do you say this I own, like this thing owns this Bitcoin yeah. and how do like, I send How it did you send that Bitcoin to yeah. the person for lunch? And the way that you do it is, so first of all, you have to think about how do you associate this coin, this thing with someone, right? And you do that with an address, like a, a string of, of letters and numbers that is an address, right? A unique kind of identifier. And under the hood, that address is one part of two keys. Uh, and it works using a thing called public key cryptography, uh, and I'll try to explain this in a relatively straightforward way. But public, <laughs> public key cryptography is basically... Normally, if you think about encryption, you might imagine like a password, right? And you think about you use a password to encrypt something and then you use the same password to decrypt something, right? Yep. Like that's sort of how you think about encryption working. You, it's like a key to unlock a door. Public key cryptography is, again, magical maths. That means that you have two keys and one key can be used to encrypt something. And that only the other key can decrypt. Yeah. Right. So what that means is you can give I can give you a, my public key. You can use that to send me a message, and only I can decrypt it with my private key. Even though yeah. the public key is public, and I can give it to you, I can give it to anyone. Right. With yeah. public key cryptography, I don't have to send you my public. I can I can put my public key on the internet. Right. Yeah. And no one can decrypt someone can send me something and encrypt something for me but no one can decrypt that only i can decrypt it with my private key right. and i can just keep hold of it the other thing about it as well is that you can you can flip it on its head and you can use i can write a message and i can add a little bit of data to that message that says this was really me right i this was really this was the person who owns this public key was the person who wrote this message. And you can then use the public key to verify that I really did
0: write that message. Right. Right? So you can always verify who's saying it because otherwise anyone could say they were anybody.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I'm saying to you, by giving you my public key, I'm saying... This is my public key and I can prove it because I can give you an encrypted message that through, not an encrypted message, sorry, like a signed message that, again, through magical formulas and
0: maths, only
1: my my private key would be able to produce and only the public key that I've given you can verify that that was indeed me. Right. So this is like an identity thing. Right. So that's how Bitcoin transactions fundamentally work. Right. So I have a wallet address which corresponds to a set of public and private keys. Um, if I want to send a transaction to you, I will write a transact I will write a message that says, "I'm sending a message to Seth. Um, this is his public key, and here's my sign- my magical secret formula signature." Right? I will give that to the Bitcoin network, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Then, I it's got a it's got my signature next to it, so everyone can use my public key to verify. Yep gelada really has written that message saying that he's sending Seth his bitcoin um for his sandwich uh and (laughs) and also it's got your public key in and your public key is also on the chain you know chain already so they know who it's going to and you can be like that's my public key because here's the proof that that's my public key um so you then sort of like Uh, you know, I've, that's how it works. Like, it's like, I'm writing a message that is signed and verified that it's come from me. And in that is the, is the verifiable proof of who you are as well, right? That is the recipient. That's sort of a bit
0: of a hand-wavy way of describing it. but So these two sort of methods of, of kind of sealing data securely, one with a blockchain of like saying this is stuff that we have and I can prove mm. that this is the case using this, and then these public and private keys, right. both come together exactly. to allow you to effectively trade these bits of data on the blockchain between each other securely. Yeah, by ba-
1: by just by basically writing
0: a transaction
1: to that blockchain, yeah. Um, and signing it from the per- cryptographically proving that you are the person who's you know who who you say you are who wrote that. And I'm message. guessing all
0: this is a lot more automated than manually doing all of this. Like, imagine you literally just use like an app or like course, a set of, of code or something and yep. that you say I want to do this thing and it just does it for yep. you and then off it goes. Of course. And I'm guessing this is also then how more, like some of the earliest examples of like the uh, online cryptocurrency banks. Came about, if that makes sense, like because I I know there was like is it MTG Gox or mm, something like yeah. that? Was that? Was that the one? Yeah, and like that sort of you would go onto there and it, it would do it for you effectively. It right, was almost right. like a bank for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this stuff is like this is the tech right underneath it that is powering you know the transactions which just happen in the same way that when you send a message to someone using WhatsApp or Signal or whatever, they actually fundamentally use public key cryptography most of the time for this Mm. you know you don't know that that's happening it's just happening right there's Mm. like a key exchange and blah 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 and And at the moment this doesn't need to be for anything particular this could be for literally anything this could be to send like a
0: picture of a cat
1: yeah you could you could (laughs) use blockchain for like permanent never deletable uh you know publicly verifiable messaging uh that would be a terrible use of it but you could if you wanted to um i mentioned a little bit about like sending that Transaction, right? And like, how, like, how do I send that transaction to the Bitcoin? You know, to this decentralized network. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. um Because before we get onto that, because it all fundamentally works the same way, I want to also maybe move on to NFTs, mm, right? And talk a little. Which is the bit hot topic NFTs, right now, right? Which is the hot topic because it fundamentally is basically the same. It's it's very very similar. It works in exactly the same way as what I just described. Um, but instead of sending coins. You're sending, which are, I guess, fungible tokens, right? NFT stands for non-fungible token, and fungible is just a fancy way of saying unique or non, not, yeah, not unique, right? Like, uh, like not interchangeable, right? So, like, your five-pound note is fungible in the sense that you can swap it with my five-pound note, and it's still a five-pound note. It's like it still represents a five-pound note. So, a Bitcoin is a fungible token, right? It's like one Bitcoin is the same as another Bitcoin. They're not different. Um, NFTs are non-fungible, like in the same way that like the Mona Lisa is non-fungible. Like you can't have... One Mona Lisa is not the same as another Mona, Le- yeah, for sure. Mona Lisa, for sure. You can make another Mona Lisa, but it isn't it's the, not the same. Mona Lisa. It's like the Mona Lisa. I've written my example in the notes. It's like the Mona <laughs> yeah, Lisa is like an NFT, fun. but your model of an Evangelion is not an NFT, right? Because yes. people have made like fifty of them, and if I also yeah. owned one, it would be this, They are like functionally the same model, even
0: if they kind of aren't. There's like differences, yeah. but they're basically the same. And um, then, but this is also where like the lines can be a little bit blurry. Where, for example, they could be individual registered numbers of them this could be the 31st mm. batch of one which sure. is sort of halfway there yeah
1: so nfts yeah they typically use the same like it's like a digital version of that comparison right so with nfts like the the the, the record on the blockchain is not i am sending half a bitcoin to this to this address the record is here's a um like on the blockchain, there is this unique piece of data, and it's got this unique ID representing it. And this unique block of data is owned by this address, right? Yeah. And then I can then transfer that NFT to you or, or to someone else by writing a transaction message, signing it, just like we talk, talked about with yeah. blockchain with Bitcoin um, to transfer that, that it NFT to that other private address instead. And because it was. That NFT was added or minted, as people say, to the blockchain. Um, like it is unique because as we talked about, like it's like there's like a cryptographic mathematical uniqueness about but it. Only because one exists. Only one exists. And if you make another one, you haven't really made another. It's like a set it's like a
0: new thing, right? It's not the same. It's set. a copy, but not the same copy, if that makes sense. Exactly. It's more of like a another of the same thing rather than a perfect duplicate clone of it. So
1: what this allows you to do is to do that same comparison where we said like mona lisa versus evangelion model if you it's like you can take that into the digital world with this by by having this uniqueness and this sort of cryptographic uniqueness you in the digital world that would be the equivalent of a like bored ape club or whatever it's called like the weird uh like cartoon apes like an image of one of those is an nft because it's been put on a blockchain as an individual thing, which can yeah. there can only be one of, um, but your copy of the first episode of Neo Genesis Evangelion is not an NFT because I also can have a copy of that file. Yes, and, for sure. And it's like the same
0: file. And there's no, it's not stored on a blockchain. And to try and clear up some of the, maybe like it's a little bit confusing to understand that that picture of that Bored Ape in itself is not an NFT, no. right? Because anyone can look at that anyone yeah. can like, save a copy of that to computer be yeah. whatever. yeah, yeah. It's the fact that you own the the right, not even the right, but like don't, that you yeah. have the signature that says that this is yours. There's a public record that cannot
1: be altered that that says I own this thing, right? Yeah. And you can have it and look at it, but it's not yours. Yeah. It's mine still. And, and the only reason that that is a thing is because that that counts as like unique ownership is because we say it counts as unique ownership yes, exactly but that's yes. no different to our societal idea of if i hang a painting on the wall that means it's my painting right it's yes. like is it your painting like who says or is that it the it's the person your painting? who made it your yeah. painting or like, is it no the person one, that owned the canvas that sold it to like, the person who made the paintings yeah. painting that's just society right that says that like yeah. if i own a painting it's my painting so nfts are the same there's a yeah. public record that says I own this image, therefore I own this image. Right? Because and sure, you can copy it. You can take you can scan the Mona Lisa. You can take a photo of it. Yeah. But but like that's not the same as owning the Mona Lisa, right?
0: No. It, because this we is say where, it isn't. But this is sort of where the, the sort of the grayness of this comes mm-hmm. into idea is like all of these things only work and they only have any level of values because we believe and say yep. they do. And this is but in a sense no different to real money effectively yeah, yeah. especially more real money 100% like uh, and now we no longer have currencies in the world that are specifically dependent on a physical thing so yeah. for example there's no gold standard so much anymore you know we yeah. don't link our mm, a currency to like how much physical gold is sat inside a bank somewhere in america mm. In the same way that the only reason like my five pound is worth five pounds is because we all agree it's worth five pounds, right? Exactly. But in the same way that the only reason we believe these NFTs are belong to an individual person because we all agree that they are exactly, and if we and if we don't agree, then it breaks down entirely and it stops working. And this is sort of where the problems be, start to show in terms of the um, almost abuse of this technology, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, but but there's a really good there's a good.
1: Banks is a great analogy here, and and this is where I sort of, I almost am going to sound like I'm siding with this technology a little bit, in that, mm. you know, with banks, it's centralised, right? Your £5 yes. pounds is worth £5 pounds because central authorities will accept, will exchange it for something, right? And, like, you can, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, the mm. central authority says that that's worth £5, pounds and we sort of yeah. all agree it's worth £5. Pounds. With NF, with blockchain and, and sort of NFTs and decentralisation, like there is no one central authority that's saying that it's like the people using the system are all mutually agreeing that yes, this yeah. is this is the the case right and so it's sort of that like network power if you like of the fact like you've decentralized the agreement the the system of agreement right and the mm-hmm. rules when i talked about bitcoin at the start and i was saying about how it's a protocol and someone published a paper about how it should work like, it's not that's not a company that says this is how Bitcoin works. People have taken that protocol and gone, okay, let's all agree that this is how Bitcoin's going to work as a technology. Yeah. And they all run their own individual bits of infrastructure that all agree that that's how it runs. Yes. And based on the way that the network works, like it is resistant to someone, one person coming along and saying it's going to work this way now because you've got millions of other people saying, no, shut up. It works this way. Right. And so you're drowned out. So that's the sort of difference and, and, and why, yes, it sort of sounds very paper thin of like, do you really own that image? But like it like there's, it's a, no different than you owning a piece of paper that says oh, I own this. Thing. Yeah, but it's like, like a house's
0: deed or something.
1: Yeah, but the difference is, is that like you've got this huge network that is all agreeing that that's you. That, have, that is you own what that it thing, says it is. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. It, so in theory, it's a very good, very mm. modern way of kind of dealing with the idea of ownership, the idea of like. Yeah personal information which you can verify is true mm. to somebody or something be that either the picture of, a, of an ape or to say this person has X amount of worth and mm. the current currently we, we value that worth at mm. X amount of money yep. in the real world or because it's kind of hard to try and think of like say for example cryptocurrencies because we only we, we are still sort of so hardwired to think of cryptocurrencies mm. equal say 20 pounds yeah, right? yeah 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 they, they they're not worth 20 pounds they're worth exactly what they say they are worth yep. we are we are converting them from one thing to yeah, another, yeah. and it only works that way because we say it does so it's almost another layer of all agreeing that this is the case yeah and it's sort of hard to get out of that mindset when we're so used to having physical currencies that are all work from a centralized point of view mm, yeah yeah and you can use it for other
1: things as well to sort of things like verifying ownership of things like imagine mm. imagine like device warranties being on the blockchain where like if someone gives you a device you can sort of prove in a decentralized way yeah, that like yeah, yeah. you now own that device and
0: and like you can and the warranty is preserved rather than yeah, just it's sort, sort of, of like, like having know. to kind of give someone a receipt yeah like a paper receipt right. you could literally go here is your ownership of this device yeah. and it is now a um Unassailable fact that that is the case because I have transferred my ownership on the blockchain from myself myself to exactly, you exactly exactly.
1: So there's some kind of interesting things there. And to your point, like you like you said, and I and I really do agree with you. Like there is some really interesting ideas here from a philosophical sort of promises point of view. I think that it's really interesting. And but there are practical issues. And mm. even keeping no one, you know, even keeping your objective hat on, um, like. Like any technology, it has good and bad implementations, right? Mm. Like any, like just how you know one operating system is is better in some ways than another, but they're still philosophically operating systems that help you use hardware or whatever, as we talked about previously. Yeah. Or like one yes, website yes. is fast and one website is slow. Like it's just implementation. The and,
0: implementation of the same technologies, yeah. Right,
1: and this is all about algorithms and technical implementations, and so the really the key issue with decentralized blockchains is how do you convince a decentralized network to actually have people in it and use it, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole point about this is that you've got this system where people are exchanging messages and storing these messages and and you can, you know, query this decentralized network to to get the state of things and everyone's keep, you know, everyone's individually looking after it effectively.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I, like, have a great example uh, comparison is, like, BitTorrent is a decentralized network, right? Just like blockchain and just like Bitcoin. And with BitTorrent, like... BitTorrent has this problem. How do you convince people to seed the latest film, yeah. right? You kind of, it's just like out of the goodness of their heart and like out of mm. like, well, because it's a useful service and I've got it from other people, so I'll keep yeah. seeding it for You want to carry it
0: on, so you that way you make sure that right. everyone it's can like, it. It's yeah. quite communist.
1: Or like, you know, from <laughs> a or if you have like a private BitTorrent tracker, there'll be rules, right? That's centralized, right? You have to right? centralized. have a certain ratio yeah. of up to down. Centralization. So hmm. with Bitcoin, there's a reward system and this is how all of these sort of decentralized blockchains work, you, in the protocol, in the protocol of Bitcoin, there is an agreement that says that whoever mines, in inverted commas, and we'll talk about that, a block gets to get a little bit of Bitcoin as a reward, right? As part of that mining process, you get a bit of Bitcoin and everyone agrees because that's how the protocol works, okay? And And then it's like, okay, well, how do you make mining difficult? How do you make it so that Anyone can't just come along and be like, you yeah, don't I've have mind a,
0: inflation. I've, yeah,
1: I've, I've, I've mined a thing. I, I need some Bitcoin as a reward. Yeah, uh, And you do that with a thing called proof of work. And this is where the energy usage thing comes in. This is fundamentally yeah, yeah, yeah. the energy usage thing. Proof of work. I will try and explain this as simply as possible. We talked about hashes, right? And they are random. They're random letters and numbers. Proof of work. Hashes also take a time to work out, right? The way that Bitcoin, it almost sounds laughable when I describe it. Mining is about trying to generate a hash with a certain number of zeros at the start. Right. And the more people are mining, the more zeros at the start you need to have.
0: So the harder it's going to be to have to run through all those mathematical equations to get there.
1: And the way that you generate hashes is you just try random things over and over and over. Yeah. That is What Bitcoin mining is if you manage to generate a block a block for the blockchain and you generate a block you put all of the transactions in it you have a little bit of space that you can just put random shit in and you keep putting random shit in that until the hash of the block has a certain number of zeros at the start
0: and then you you tell everyone you got I've done it
1: here it is. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my. And everyone block.
0: then agrees. Yes, this is now worth X amount of points, something of a bitcoin. Right, and everyone looks at it and goes,
1: "Yep, you've done it. You've made a. You've made a block that's got a certain number of zeros at the start as a hash. Here's your reward,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and this is now the block that we all agree is going on the blockchain."
0: All right, everyone, start again. Hit, everyone do this again, right? And it goes over and over and over again. This is almost like how you would add money into an economy, which would then increase inflation to some extent. But it needs to be a controlled level of inflation. Right. And there's also a little bit more to it. So
1: every time, so as you mine those blocks, what you're doing is the block has all of the transactions in it, right? So if I send you some Bitcoin, I haven't actually sent it yet until some miners have mined a block and included to put it in, in that block... Your, the transaction, right? Yeah. Until then, it's pending, and then once someone does that, now let's say that there there is a finite amount of space in each block, right? For for transactions, like because that's mm-hmm. how the protocol works. So let's say there's space for a hundred transactions. Now let's say that people are mining away. takes about fifteen minutes or whatever it is, like because that's how the protocol works and sort of self regulates. Um, so in those fifteen minutes, two hundred people say that they want to send a transaction um the way that you the way that bitcoin solved that problem is transaction fees so with my mm. transaction i will attach a little bit of bitcoin and it's like here you go miner if you put my transaction in your
0: block if you succeed this is for you in making the block yeah you get this extra little bit of fee right and then everyone who wants to put this into it has to do that to be able to put their transaction in this particular block right and then they also get the payout of the creation of the block as well
1: Yep. Yeah, so it's like two rewards right it's like Payout on creating the block and payout on transactions. And actually, I think payout on transactions is far greater now because there's so many people trying to, you know,
0: send transactions. there There is effectively, in terms of actual practical usage, a limited amount of this, right? You could only do this for so long until you are going to get to the point where it's going to take too long to do, right? Yes, and it's
1: meant to, in theory, Bitcoin will deflate. Uh, because in theory, it, this this algorithm becomes impossible, and then there is a finite amount of Bitcoin, and therefore it just becomes more and more valuable um, because you can't make any more of it. You can't make any more, so you're going to have to start like recycling them. Yeah, guessing. it all starts to get a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, so that's how. So that's how it. That's how it works. That's how this this decentralized system works, and how you encourage people to use it and to mine it and to look after it is by adding financial. You know, reward to the process, which is very clever, really, really clever, by the way. Very, very smart. That's why this is such a big deal, right? Because this is like so. So, in theory,
0: this is a really clever way of doing it, right? Yeah. It encourages people to use the network, it encourages people to create the things you need to be able to make that Mm -hmm. network work, and it makes it so it's almost self regulating in terms of the size and the inflation that it can bloom to. Yeah. However, yeah there is a problem yeah the problem is, and is that problem the pr- <laughs> is that doing this is hard yeah <laughs> in terms of the ability to make it on a computer yeah and a computer needs a lot of computing power to do that this isn't like getting a little like casio uh calculator out right. and like punching a couple of numbers this is the kind of thing that is literally impossible for a human to ever do yeah and requires like an absolutely insane level of computing power to create in the first place which is where the energy issues come from. Because yeah. imagine the computer you're using right now, in your hand or on your desktop or whatever, that's using energy to just be on and to do all the things it's doing. Now times that by like just unknown amounts, it's, right? Yeah. In terms of both the intensity, but also the number of them, all trying to do this at once. That's yeah. a lot of power usage. The thing is, is that it's, it's not even that... The, originally, when Bitcoin first started,
1: people did mining just on their PC, right, in the corner. Mm, it's mm-hmm. not that the, yes, it's hard to do. The problem is, is that it just doesn't self-regulate in accordance with the, uh, like, success of our planet, right? Like that's you know, <laughs> like, it doesn't self like Bitcoin is not designed to be friendly to the environment. So, because it just wasn't. You can
0: just simply blow it up into so, larger so operations. It just
1: becomes this, fu- this, 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 uh, you know, sort of like war of w- whatever you would call it, like, like the, like arms race, right? Yes. Because if I can mine faster than everyone else, then I will get all I'm the rewards, get more money, right? Yeah. And so this just becomes this escalating race. And because fundamentally, what was designed was this proof of work, this idea of doing something that takes, you know, a reasonable amount of computing power. And then you're all just fighting to do more and more computing power that, yeah, this is where the, you know, the energy problem is. And and with um, Ethereum, which is another um, cryptocurrency, and it's commonly used for NFTs. There's another issue, which is that the there's, not a, there's so little, I think, anyway, this is a sort of simplification, but there's so little space that the transaction fees are ridiculously high because the competition right. is so high. So you also have that sort of, it's like the self-regulating just isn't quite right because, no. you know, it's it just doesn't discourage being, people
0: from just basically scaling up more and more and more. And, and this more. is
1: what I mean about like, it's philosophical versus practical. Philosophically yeah. makes sense, but practically we just keep kind of screwing it up when we invent these cryptocurrencies and that's one of the reasons why people dismiss the concerns about bitcoin like the energy woes people just say oh it's just because you know bitcoin was badly designed we're going to make a better cryptocurrency that doesn't Mm. like uh where like cpu power is not the thing that cause you know they've for example people have done ones with like proof of um what do you call it like proof of almost proof of space like with hard drive store like storage so it's like you yeah. need a lot of space and it, the more space you have and the more space you like donate to the network you will get rewarded the problem is, is that caused, that's just the same basic it caused problem, a rid- it absolutely just... ridiculous run on um hard drives and yeah. and the price of them like Became yeah, it, more it, It's than the just value shifting effect. the blame in diff- one
0: different area, but <laughs> yeah. the same basic effect. Yeah. So
1: the reason why part of this is a little bit of like, I, I'm stealing this opinion from from our friend Jamie. But the thing about Bitcoin is that this is the theory. And I don't know if this is true. People are buying and investing in Bitcoin, not because they think Bitcoin is technically good, because we've just explained why it's not technically good. It's technically yeah. terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people are betting on crypto, crypto being a thing. And they're doing that by investing in Bitcoin because it's the only, it's like the main one to invest in, right? So people are saying, I think cryptocurrency is a thing, therefore I'm going to put money
0: in Bitcoin. And um, then that just pumps it up even more. And this is, yeah. I don't really want to focus too much on this because I think this is going down a slightly different route of like economical ph- mm. philosophy. And like this sort of ties in similarly to when we had things like the um, the GameStop stocks mm. and stuff like that. Like right, it, right. it, it goes into a more economical financial <laughs> yeah. side of things rather than the technological, which is what we're trying to focus yes. on. But so, this is, all of this is almost like a theoretical puzzle to make money from nothing. Right. Kind of. Yeah. And when no one's going to win except the people with the most money. Yeah. And people with the most money or the people who already have the most money. And uh, so as a result, it stops being this kind of really useful tool and just starts becoming another way to generate wealth from nothing.
1: That's certainly what it feels like right now, right? Like that's, it feels yeah. like we are, still a fairer way and now we're sort of getting into opinion for realsies but at the moment this is like it feels like serious gold rush territory right in, this, it in, in the it definitely does, that this yeah, works. and
0: I can see maybe in fifty to one hundred years' time <laughs> that blockchain technology will be how we monitor and regulate our currency within human society mm. rather than basically just agreeing from centralized authorities that my five pounds is worth five pounds. we would use blockchain technology to basically say that across the entire planet. Mm. You could make it so that all currencies and as a result of it will never you will never have hyperinflation run away with some, with a particular nation or mm. something like that maybe. But we're not there yet at all. No way. Uh, And as it currently stands, those two systems almost don't really interact with each other very nicely either. Like people are still wanting to make real world money, quote unquote, by by almost like abusing the potential of this new digital era.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad way. It's not a, it's a very good point. There's a lot of people that philosophically believe in in this. And I think that, you know, personally, like sort of my, my, some of my hot takes, I guess, like, I do think that blockchain and sort of that broader idea of like using cryptography in interesting ways, you know, not even just the blockchain side of things, but also like the the the, using public key cryptography in interesting ways and mm. stuff like that. Like it's making people think about different ways to use those technologies, which aren't mm. particularly new or innovative, but people are thinking no. about them in a new and innovative way because of using them. Uh, yeah, uh, be, Mainly because someone has found a way of sort of attaching value to that with, with coins, right. With this yeah. concept of, of, of but coins. But you can do it kind of
0: anything really, like we yeah. already discussed previously.
1: Um, and so I think that that's cool, right. It's driving some innovation in technology. And yeah. I think that that's interesting um i think that nfts as a concept are interesting like like proof like decentralized proof of ownership of of digital
0: things yeah. i think, I think it's useful in 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 some senses but currently we are abusing it again right with again it's the just, idea of these jpegs yeah it's being, just like art it's right just another and stock it's weird. yeah it's and, all it is it's just another another imaginary stock yeah. that we only value because we say we value it yeah and i don't think that it's that's just people betting on it yeah, basically
1: exactly and i don't think that that it just doesn't it's just... That will uh, pop. That bubble will pop. Yeah. I also think that, you know, and now I'm really going to sound like I'm a, I'm a hype, yeah. hype master, but I think, <laughs> I do think that there's, that somewhere like NFTs and the metaverse Quotes do, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, quote unquote, do genuinely fit together in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I th- no, it makes sense to me Right, too. because yeah, it's agree. like, if the metaverse truly is this virtual space, online presence, right, yeah. that is not one company's thing uh and is like this whole idea of having this metaverse as a philosophical thing then i think having the technology to you know prove
0: that you own a yeah. thing in that space in a decentralized nature it
1: make that that makes complete
0: sense but yeah that makes sense they, those two do marry up quite nicely and i think that that's it's cool It's just how do you how do you manage to make that without someone pretending to try and abuse it right which is currently what the case it's is It's not
1: even abusing it right it's it's more like just at the moment all of this stuff is still really centralized and yeah you know yeah. fundamentally there are like f- there are five pools of Bitcoin miners, and there have been for the last five years. Like so, it's like five big companies control all of the all of the like network strength. Um, yeah. Fundamentally, NFTs are all traded on one website called OpenSea, which is sent, which is c- a centralization, and like they have yeah. they actually can control it in ways that you know go against the these philosophical ideals. Yeah. So, of-
0: in a sense, even though you're trying to say, oh, I don't believe in the national. Bank mm. of my country to get my worth. My worth is going to be on a public, bit you mm. know, uh, blockchain with a Bitcoin. And I trust everybody rather than just these people. But but, but then you just the use Coinbase. The ability to right? get that is, and it's is like, centralized anyway. They yeah. could go, oh, your money's not worth anything. Exactly. You're like, oh, oh, right. right. Okay. Like Coinbase nothing is nothing you can do about.
1: That. Like it's like the everyone uses Coinbase for Bitcoin transactions, and Coinbase therefore don't even actually put transactions on the blockchain. They just move money between their <laughs> accounts within Coinbase, which is because yeah, it's too expensive so to put it on the blockchain. Antithetical. Yeah. Because sure. of the transaction
0: fees. And it's like ah, so it's centralized. Really? Right. Like this. So is it's the just problem. An, you are basically turning your it's no different at that point to going and buying some V Bucks. Right, and exactly. Then, like, giving some V Bucks to someone on Fortnite. Exactly. And right, exactly. And the, this is the problem, is right now the
1: technology is just bad. And there's not yep. really a it's sign of it improving. And right now, whilst companies like Coinbase and OpenSea can like be very successful of what actually is no different to the centralization that we see anywhere else, they're They just kind of pretend like it's, you know, there's a little bit of And they ride the hype wave
0: of sort of like the quote unquote cool internet.
1: But I'll tell you the people that have done the best out of crypto, and that is ransomware. Uh, Because ransomware, where you pay with Bitcoin and it's anonymous and it disappears, like that's done really, really well out of this because they don't have to worry about their money being, you know, Caught by some bank or PayPal, you know, and all of those PayPal shutting down their
0: account because it's like send Bitcoin to this address. Yeah, Uh (laughs) I mean you've seen that, and this is tangential, and I don't want to get too into it, but this you're seeing this with scammers as well. Like scammers are doing this as well, where they will have victims create coin yep. wallets or whatever they're yep. called you know and they will transfer like fifty thousand of their dollars yep. into a cryptocurrency yep. and then it's gone it's yep. like, it's like a bank can to some extent trace those transactions and they are completely traceable and, um and, you know uh, that's the point of them in a yep. sense but once they've been turned into that and they're off into the well ethereum maybe, <laughs> um you know they're gone that's yeah. it job done and th- there's nothing you can do about that yeah Exactly. There's no way of rolling it back. That's the point, right? We talked about that at the start. It's like they are provably done and dusted. Um, So, yeah. So, So it's very much a typical Octave hot take of we're excited, but we are very uh, sceptical currently. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't even know if our excitement will ever be fulfilled, sadly. Um, Not in our lifetimes. (laughs) No, no way. Um, But yeah. But what do you think, dear listener? Um, Are are we just boomers? Are we technological boomers? Mm. Are we too old to understand? Do we just not, do we need an Octal FM board ape? Is that, (laughs) uh, do we need an OFM coin? We could, we could, we we could mint uh we could mint the octal
1: fm logo as an nft maybe um and yeah. you know you could you could be and it would be worth as much nothing. as it
0: would be today yeah, which is nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, you could do it for us and you could maybe gift us that nice, yeah, that would be nice wouldn't it um do get in contact with us and tell us how we should go about making our millions through bitcoin
1: yeah exactly uh send us an email show at octal.fm uh come and get us on not the metaverse yet but uh <laughs> facebook Probably facebook.com wrong. forward slash octal fm or twitter two very centralized things twitter.com mm. forward slash octalfm. fm although you can have uh, maybe I, maybe i'll make our avatar an nft on twitter because that's the thing you can do now
0: um, and and I think one of the things I would like people to know is that you should go and check out the episode we did on decentralized communication because mm, there's quite a bit of crossover between this and that. There is. Um, that, so and I, and I imagine we'll probably do another episode or two on this on more like practical applications of like blockchain technologies mm. and how we can make it usable in the future. Mm. And, and also maybe talk about it from more of the practical point of view with things like the financial industry and why that's not working and stuff mm. like that. But maybe that's a bit so far outside of a wheelhouse. But let us know with all the previously mentioned methods of communication communication and others um and we can maybe do an episode on those mm, yeah and i'll chuck some um further reading as well And the yes in absolutely the show no. notes. Yeah, for sure um, but until that time yep. uh, we will be back mining bitcoin for our continued existence on the internet <laughs> um but i have been Saffron, and i've been gelada and catch us again for another episode of clafm very soon Feel like a boomer, I do, because I, I, I'm like, yes, I understand this. I, I understand the current trend on the on the internet. This is must be what your mum thought the first time. She was like, you want to pay ten pounds to play an online game? That doesn't make any sense. I thought you bought games.